What's going on, everybody? It's Derek. And it's Doug. What's up? Not a whole lot. Have you been watching anything good or anything? Mmm. I've been watching a lot of YouTube. Me too. Me uh, too. Watching uh, some of the, someone play uh, Zelda, uh, Minish Cap, and uh, Skyward Sword. Nice. You know what I just realized? What's that? We've not introduced the show. I know, right? It's, what, episode 32 of Gaming and Chill. Yeah. Can you believe it? 32. That's, yeah. It's pretty, we're coming up. 20 more till we're at one official year. Yep. And that's, I mean, we've probably already, well, you've probably crossed the one year mark, but we've taken some days off. Yeah. We took almost a month off. Yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot of YouTube. Right. We've been getting into Funhouse lately. Right. Um, I dig it. Been watching a few series on Netflix. My wife's watching OA now. Right. And uh, we started watching Smallville. Yeah. That's a series. That's a series there. Yeah, it's like eight. It was on ten Hulu? seasons. Hulu. Okay. Wait, isn't it on Netflix too? Maybe. Maybe. Have you played uh, Pokemon Duel? No. Have you? Yes. How do you like it? It's all right. Very cash grabby. See, that's, uh, I don't know. Like, I stopped playing Pokemon Go. I mean, I still have it downloaded. Mm, me too. But it's one of those, I haven't touched it in a while, just because it's, I don't travel a lot. You're an adult with a regular schedule. No, here's the thing. Like, when we went <laughs> up to Ohio to work with James. Yeah. From the Filmside Podcast, who did not forget the tickets. All right, so I gotta explain that. So, lately I've been saying that, don't forget the tickets, at the very end of our podcast. When we were there, we went to go see Rogue One. Yes. And he said, guys, don't let me forget the tickets. So, naturally, what do we do? We make Facebook posts about it, tweets about it, and it just became... It became a meme. It became a meme, like an in-joke meme. meme. Yeah. And so, I don't know, it was just one of those funny things of, we wanted to see how long before James caught it, and he caught it last week. Nice. So, yeah. So that's the don't forget the tickets. We're finally done with that joke, then, huh? We are. We're we're going to put that joke to bed Thank until God. we resurrect at some point. Thank God. <laughs> until right. we go see Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yes. Which is in March. Yes. Yep. So, um, Pokemon the, Go. Like Pokemon Go. I hadn't. I wasn't playing it until I went up there, where I could go get different Pokemon, and I got a lot of different Pokemon, like a whole bunch of water Pokemon. Nice. Yeah. In Ohio. Yep. Um. But yeah, Pokemon Duel is like a capture the flag sort of game, right? And it's kind of cool, but kind of not at the same time, right? It's very like very random, chancy, right? Um, <laughs> her. I didn't make that a pun on purpose, honest, right? But uh, I don't know. Just something about it. It's like I'm just like, eh. I couldn't care less. You know, Pokemon Bank came out this week. Yes, it did. Did you download it? Yes, I updated it, but I have to bring, uh, buy a new pass. Me too, and I need to go find my Omega Ruby, which I have no idea where it's at. Uh-oh. And it has my completed national decks. Uh-oh. So, I mean, if I can't find it, I'm probably just going to go get a used copy from GameStop. Yeah. Because I gave my Alpha Sapphire to a buddy of mine like two years ago. Really? Yeah. Alpha Sapphire didn't come out two years ago. Yeah, it did. Did it? It was back when I still worked at the other security company. Huh. Yeah, and it was Christmas around then, so, you know. Fun. Um, I mean, if you think about it, X and Y are a lot older than you think, too. True. I mean, they came out before I moved, and that was 2012. Have you pre-registered for Fire Emblem Heroes? I have. Me, too. And Mario Run. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence about Mario Run. The longer it gets for Mario Run, the less I'm like, I want to play it, I want to play it, and I'm like, eh. I get it. I, I understand that. Um, but no, I'm super excited for Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah, I mean, Fire Emblem's a great game. So I'm hoping that Nintendo realizes, hey, maybe we should put more stuff on uh, mobile platforms. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because ha- the Switch will have interactivity with the phone. Yeah. You can set your parental controls and all that. So it makes sense of... Will you be se- will you be setting the parental controls on your own Wii U? Or your Switch? Uh, why would I do that? <laughs> that way you can screw with people who are playing with it. Um, what am I going to do that? Uh, hey, sw- excuse me, sweetheart. Uh, it says you played three hours of uh, one two switch. Do we need to talk? <laughs> no, just turn it off at random times. <laughs> no, I did that with uh, Fallout Four. Did uh, you really? Yeah, her younger brother was playing it, mm-hmm. and it had the Pip Boy app. Yeah, it doesn't tell you like there's not like a 
four-digit code like some games to hook it up to your phone. So I'm just like, it's connected to my Xbox. He's on my Xbox. And uh, unequipped that armor and put a dress on. <laughs> and uh, he has his hands put, you know, he has his weapons put up so you don't really see his hands. Uh, time to unequip that blaster. And he went up against Deathclaw. I was like, ha ha! Pulls out his, you know, weapons and he's completely handless and gets killed in one hand. He's like, what happened? Pulls back and he's in like a pink dress. <laughs> and you're over there cackling. No, I was sitting. At, I was sitting somewhere else. Nice. So I was. I was just like watching TV. I'm just like, you <laughs> just like jet on occasion. <laughs> nice. You you were addicted to stimulants. I didn't even take any. Right. Um. No, but I see the potential for uh, practical jokes of just turning off the switch at random times. They're like, I'm not home. I'm gonna turn it off. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't do that, but that would be funny. It would be funny. It would be a great video. Yeah. Um, have you played or seen very much of Resident Evil 7 Biohazard? No, I have not. Played it or seen it? I mean, I've heard some rumors, but they're spoilery rumors, so I don't really want to get that far. discuss them. Only about a nine-hour game. I mean, it looks like an intense game, but here's the thing. It's a Resident Evil game. Yeah. Once you know the puzzles, it's not long. No, no, it's no. Discovering totally the that. environment and playing on harder modes. <laughs> and you, not being a child about it. But here's the thing. Like, I was, you know, I was burnt out through Dead Space. Back in college, I played Dead Space. Yeah, because that's a little long. Yeah, on the, like, hardest difficulty at night with Strong Sound headphones on. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> well, I'm going to go put on my I, pretty pink dress. <laughs> I don't want to trivialize it, but it's, like, PTSD triggering. <laughs> you hear a vent open, you're like, nope, 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 nope. I mean, even in video games now, like, I, like they're not horror video games. If there's a vent, I'm a little bit terrified. Yeah. No, I completely understand that one. Um, I've been watching uh, Team Four Star play it. Right. Because I was trying to watch the streamer. And some streamers are great, and they play the game. Some streamers focus on their Twitch chat, which is just fine. I don't have a problem with that. But this guy would just put down the controller and interact with Twitch chat for a little while. And I'm like, dude, you're not playing the game now. You're... Yeah, and it's like, okay, but he's constantly like whipping around with the camera, right? and I'm like, dude, stop, I can't focus on anything. I dig it. Um, so I started watching Team Four Star play it. It's the guy uh, the guy who voices Krillin and the uh, DBZ Abridged. Right. It's so funny because he's, he's not playing it. It's like Krillin is playing it. I watched them play Dead Space that way. Oh my god, it's so great, because you're sitting there going, Yep, and it was very much true to the DBZ abridged Krillin. Yeah. Um, but funny enough, it's a related note. Funny enough, I should say that some streamers whip it around. Right. Let's talk about Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. You told me about it. The longer I sit there and think about it, the more the less I like it. Right. Um, think about it like this. You okay? I have a daughter, so I'm, I'm cool to say this. Right. It's sometimes my daughter will sit there and uh, she has a little bit of gas. Right. And at first you're like, ha ha, how cute. That was, you could have sounded like a train coming through. And then you sit there and you're like, oh, that smells horrible. What Five minutes that? later, you're like, oh, that's horrible. Oh, God. That's exactly how it is thinking about this movie. Right. I'm like. Oh, that was, I come out and I'm like, wow, the editing was bad, but you know, but the rest of the movie was better. And then I keep thinking about the movie. It's, um, it's sort of like how I feel about Suicide Squad now. Like I, I walked out of the theater, I'm like, Suicide Squad was pretty good. Yeah. On my second view, I'm like, Suicide Squad was not as good. Watch at home on Google Play. I'm like, Suicide Squad wasn't great. <laughs> exactly. The second time I watched it, I was like, I am, oh, the second, oh, the time I watched it at home. I was sitting there, I was like, I'm bored. Like, I'm sitting here playing it's, with my phone. It's like, how I heard it described was, it's a bunch of 12-year-olds playing, like, D&D. Yeah. Like, there's the DC D&D, and they're all trying to be, ed like, they're trying to out-edge each other. No, it's I totally like, get oh, that. Oh, Deadshot, I can never miss. Oh, I'm El Diablo. <laughs> it's like, alright, calm down. <laughs> Her name like, is Katana. Yeah, her sword, sword has... I love that line. 
<laughs> and then you know you have the like that random kid that that he's, he doesn't show up often, but when he does, it's like okay, enough, thank you. And we you have know, the character it. who plays Harley, who who it's a it's a little it's a kid, it's twelve year old boy who thinks that's how girls should look and behave. That oh, they should be skimply dressed and girls are crazy. It's like, dude, you did. There's only three women in the entire film. One's Harley. Yeah. One's Katana, who like has like three lines of dialogue. And one is Amanda Waller, who... You forgot June Moon, the Enchantress. That's how forgettable she was. She was the main villain. Yeah. So she, you know... She she's a, really she's have, an NPC. Yeah, she's an NPC. And, it's like, and Amanda Waller, who just is just bad. No, I totally agree. Like, Come on. Um, I've seen a trailer. Before we go into the Resident Evil, I've right. seen a trailer for the new Mummy right? with Tom Cruise. I am so sorry. You know what? It doesn't look terrible. But here's the thing. Okay, Tom Cruise is not a bad actor. Tom Cruise is not a bad actor. He is insane yes. outside of movies. Very much so. They showed the main villain, which is Princess Anatox or whatever. Anox and the Moon? Yeah, no, not bad. That I already hate it. And right. I mean my And mom, I was I was sitting there and I was like and like the way they had her dressed and everything. Right. I had this thought. Oh my god. That might be a better enchantress than the Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, it wow. was like there was like there were there was it was just like, okay, cool. I mean, so and, like covered in tattoos, the dark makeup, controlling monsters. I think they looked like out of stone, and I was like, "That's a better enchantress." That's a better enchantress. Like this movie will probably be pretty. Like, the way I understand it, they're wanting to make like a cinematic horror universe, and I appreciate that. But here's the thing: here is the thing. Okay, the mummy, the first mummy was not good. With Brandon Fraser, it's. Good because it's nostalgic. No, it's good because it knows what it's trying to do. It's not trying to be a serious film. I mean, I still think my favorite line is, uh, whatchamacallit, Benny. I forget who the actor playing Benny is. He's talking to Brendan Fraser. He's like, uh, what's, uh, Brendan Fraser's character's name? Oh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. He's like, you're on the wrong side of the. No, I have all the treasure. And uh, Brendan Fraser goes, hey, Benny, you're on the wrong side of the river. We have all the horses. Yeah, we have all the horses. Yeah. <laughs> we are on here. And it's like, oh, now how do you cross the river without looking like a complete jerk? It's it's one of those films that it knows what it's trying to be. And that's a comedy action film because it's Brendan Fraser. Right. He, the, I really think, and here's my, here's my little soapbox. It's time Brendan Fraser gets some serious roles in Hollywood because after his divorce, he's not been in anything. I think that might be because he took like projects such as like Monkey Bone and that sort of thing. But and here's like, the thing: if I were a director, I'd be like, "All right, you know what? I like Brendan Fraser. He he has what he's been in. He's acted everything in it. I, Maybe I recently watched Monkey Bone." He is not a bad character. In it. He's not the worst. <laughs> but here's the thing: it's bad writing. True. I mean, it's kind of like um. Speaking of bad writing, Resident Evil, no. The Rock. Yeah. In every film, like in San Andreas, whatever that movie was, it's a bad movie. It's a bad. He's movie. The best part, though. But he acted his heart out. No, I totally get that, and that's what makes him shine. Brendan Fraser kind of does the same thing. I think it's time for like we had a while where we had nothing with Bill Murray in it. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and he did like Lost in Translation and things like that. Maybe. And then he became more of a serious actor. I think it's time we do that for Brendan Fraser. Maybe. Help me. It's hashtag Brenda, bring back Brendan Fraser. <laughs> okay. Resident back to Resident Evil. Evil. <laughs> Man, almost anything seems more delightful to talk about. There are a lot. I'm, I'm okay with spoiling it. It's Resident Evil. Go ahead. We're not a movie podcast either. So if you're uh, going to go see the final, the Resident Evil final chapter, uh, don't. I'll just tell you what it's about. 
Um, save yourself the money. Save yourself the money. Go see Split. Go see anything else, really. Don't. I mean, uh, the way save you your money. Just save your money. Look, in March we've got Logan. We've got Power uh, Rangers. Power Rangers. What else we got? We got the the Switch coming out. Switch coming out. Save your money. Go buy a Switch. Go buy a ticket to Logan. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the weekend. Because let's start off with the the five minute long last time on Resident Evil. Which, last time on Resident Evil. Not a problem, except they have almost completely written out the second movie. Yeah. Okay, how did the T-Virus come around, Douglas? I know you've seen Apocalypse. Yes. Okay, so, what happened? They exited, I'm going to start from the very end of the last film. They exited the hive, her and Matt. Matt became, huh? I'm just going, yep, confirming. Uh, Matt became Nemesis because of the uh, Nemesis project. Yep. And she was in- she was biologically engineered in the hospital and became Project Alice. Yep. All right. They, Carlos and all, and the STARS team met up and tried to help with Angela, the little girl. Who is the little girl? It, that's uh, the doctor's daughter. Uh, not Weller. Waller, no. That's Ashford. A- Ashford. Angela Ashford. And okay. then... What did he do? He created the G-Virus. To- no, that's the game. He, he, oh, he created the antivirus. The antivirus? Yeah, all right, no, wait. Hold on. He created the virus to help his daughter. Wrong. But it wasn't... A, it was a low-level virus. Wrong. Yeah, no. According to the new canon, wrong. Are you not serious? Jo- I'm not joking. They're like, this other doctor, Dr. Something Marcus. Was that the guy that was, was that? Uh, that was Dr. Isaacs. Okay, Dr. Isaacs, who actually plays a really good role in Game of Thrones. Yes, he does. That's his good role. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, does he play as Jorah? Uh, yeah, the, and, and, uh, the, the perpetually friend-zoned. Yeah, okay, uh, he looks so young in those films. Yeah. And, of course, Game of Thrones, everyone looks like they've, yeah, they've endured been aged like 40 about years. Yeah. Um... So, according to the new canon, Dr. Marcus creates the T-Virus to help his daughter, who ages at an accelerated rate. Okay, I'm willing to turn a blind eye and say, okay, you know, when you wrote Apocalypse, you weren't expecting... Seven films later. For what you have, Extinction, Afterlife, Rebirth, and now the final chapter. Even you forgot Apocalypse. No, I I said after. After. I'm counting after. Yeah, there's like seven films. Yeah, total. Including the weird one where there was clones. That was the last one. Was uh beyond it was extinction. Starting extinction forward there was clones. Okay. Um so he creates the T virus to help his daughter. Right. Um accidentally creates the creates a plague. Um and that spreads and then the Umbrella Corporation. Alright. Is run by Doctor Isaacs and Doctor Marcus's daughter because he was bumped off by Doctor Isaacs. Did they just erase Wesker from continuation? No, 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 not yet. Wesker's the lapdog. Yes, you heard that right. To Isaacs. To Isaacs, the one he was reprimanding in the third film, where they, where they, we're gonna get worse. We're going to just completely write some stuff out. Okay? This hurts my brain. We haven't talked about the editing. Okay, stop that. Stop whining. <laughs> I had to sit through it. All right. I almost didn't. I almost walked out. Um. So, Mark Doctor Isaacs, um, is the with part of the Umbrella Corporation. And he is saying that they start to plague. Why does he say that he wants to start the plague? Just a random guess. Um, for a military force. No, an art. I don't know. <laughs> I I can't even. I mean, I don't think he's gonna go Kefka and become a god. What is he gonna do? Um, he's tired of traffic and wants everyone to walk. So he's gonna turn them into zombies. So that way he can get up in his bends and go to work. No. How, am I even remotely close? You were close with the Kefka remark. Really? He 
was citing Noah's Ark like the earth is overpopulated. We're going to run out of food. We're going to cause global warming. There's catastrophe around the earth caused by man-made powers. So in order to reset the world as God intended, we're going to create a virus to wipe out mankind. But it's all cool, dog. All of Umbrella Top execs will totally be in an underground bunker somewhere. So that when it all goes, blows over, we're going to be in the Winchester having a pint waiting for this to blow over. So and when it does, we'll release... <laughs> We'll release an airborne vaccine, kill all the T-virus, and we will be the new Adam and Eve. How do they uh, expect to repop- Are they going to use the clones to repopulate? No! No, they've frozen all of Umbrella Top execs before it ever happens. So that's like maybe like 50 people. No, it showed hundreds upon hundreds of Okay, so, so they created a bottleneck of, e of genetics. Yes, shh, shh. Stop applying logic to this, okay? It's gonna get worse. Well, folks, this is the Gaming Joe Podcast. I'm out. <laughs> You'll never hear from me again. Play me out, Sal. <laughs> okay. So, they intentionally released the virus in Raccoon City. Sure. Wink. 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 So, <clears throat> you know, at the end of Afterlife, they're on the top of the White, uh, the White House. And Albert Wesker says, The Red Queen has gone homicidal and is trying to murder all of humanity. Do you remember that line? The Red Queen. The Red Queen. That was from the first film. Okay, shh. Stop with the logic and continuity. I told you. Not going to tell you again. Fine. Okay. I, Fine. Uh -huh. I don't remember that word. <laughs> I just shake my head. Continuity is a thing that does not exist in this series. <laughs> because... Red Queen contacts Alice and goes, Hey, uh, you know I tried to kill you? Not once. Maybe about two to three times? Yeah, I'll say. Um, no. So about that, might be, just kidding, I'm not bad. I've only been forced to do what I was told. Um, I actually want to help you. You need to go back to the hive to get um the antivirus. Right. Right, just keep go going. On. Uh -huh. Go on. Wait, how are they going to write that? Angela was the mo the model for the Red and White Queen. Well, at least no, the Red no, Queen. The, the new the the doctor's new daughter was the new model. It gets worse. Stop. That's, it gets worse. That's stupid. It gets worse. We just we just cut to the end of the podcast. <laughs> we smash cut to that. Speaking of smash cuts, we're, let's we're, let's talk about smash cuts before I reveal the end of the film. Right. Because there are no character developments. Smash cuts. Okay, how many cuts do you think it takes for a good film to portray a zombie leaping out of the water to attack Alice, who is drinking from said water? How many cuts? I really think... Uh, in a good film. In a good film. I will say three, and here's my shots. Okay. Shot over her shoulder into the water, so that we can kind of see, hey, it's kind of clear, whatever it is. It's murky, whatever. Uh-huh. Shot of... From the water surface to where she's dipping her hands in the water and drinking it out. Mm -hmm. So that way we can establish that, okay, she's not worried on her face. Shot back over her shoulder, zombie leaping out. Okay, how about the fight scene? Um, The fight scene, I would say, in my dream world, in an ideal film, it should be maybe the same amount of cuts. Three okay. cuts. It, that way it gives you some leniency, but I mean... A zero-cut film, a zero-cut fight scene is pretty cool because then you can do the tracking shots around, and we don't really need the scene from, you know, I don't know, from over the shoulder of one character. This isn't a video game. We're observers. So okay. it should be on the sides, on the ground, or at least on the, like, the ground tilted up, the closer to the ground, or over them. Okay. So we you're saying need... six total and the jumping out and attacking? Yes. Okay. You are not close. Right. This film had about six in about a second. I kid you not, the first fight scene was between one zombie and Alice. Right. There was about 30 different smash cuts. Oh my gosh. So much so, I'm sitting there and I'm going, what just happened? Like, I know a zombie leapt out. Right. I know it attacked Alice. 
What happened? But after that, it's kind of a blur. That was for every fight. Every action scene, every chase scene. There was about 30 different smash cuts. Oh Constantly. My. So the editing was atrocious. And so it wasn't just like, okay, we have that fight scene and you know, we have the zombie leaping out. Yeah. Cut. It was like it was like you know how you know that thing that Saw does when they're trying to demonstrate like the panic and franticness when somebody's chopping off their leg or Yeah, where it zips around just like dun 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 yeah that scene. You know how it flashes around and it's like that that induces that panic that I don't know like are they gonna do it? The moral conflict, their brain is zipping around going, Should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? Should I do it? Should I do it? That that for every action scene it starts to go, okay, clearly you're not interested in showing us what's happening, so I don't care. Right. And it involve a dark environment, so you don't even really see your characters very well. So, I, there, you know what? One of the characters might have been, um, who's the guy that falls in love with Brienne of Tarth in Game of Thrones? Um, Tormund, right? Tormund. I think he was in it. I didn't get a good enough look to go, that was him. <laughs> I'm not joking. And then every dark scene, like they had a flashlight, they'd constantly be shining in the camera's like lens. So you're constantly getting flash blindness. <laughs> and the gunfire, there's always muzzle flash in the camera. So you're sitting there going, ow, 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 ow. I don't know what's going on. Ow. It's like you're getting flash banged over and over. Exactly. And you're going, clearly you're not interested in showing us what's happening. Clearly, you have no respect for the continuity of a story that's taken six films to build, and clearly, you have no interest in, like, anything. Character development. So, let's talk about the end. Right. Albert Wesker was a boss. Right. Right? In the, in the old films, like, he, took, like, he takes a shotgun to the face, and he's fine. He takes a knife to the head, and he's fine. Yeah. He's just a boss. Yeah. This one, he's a punk. He gets a door shut on him, like, and it crushes his ankle, and he lays there and dies. <laughs> like a, like, like, all of a sudden, a Tarantino film, but with an accurate amount of blood, and he just went, Bleh! and died. Like, he sat there, he laid there, and was like, help me, and, and the guy's like, no, not helping you, and he dies. From an ankle wound. From a crushed ankle. Yes. Um, the bigger spoiler is Alice is not actually Alice. Alice was a clone the whole time. Why do you think, why do you think she never revealed any history? Why do you think she never remembered anything prior to Resident Evil 1? Because the, the writers didn't know. They didn't care. She was a clone. Would you like to know who? Of the, she is the daughter. Yes. Gosh, I've seen that. Seen that one coming. As soon as she said. She's a clone. I'm like, she's the daughter, isn't she? She's the Red Queen. She, okay, so the daughter ages rapidly. Right. The Red Queen is the girl, like, Digitized. her likeness. And Alice is the girl she would have been. Okay. So, and they, of course, they have a laser room. This and, is... of course, it's stupid convoluted and of course we don't know true explosion mechanics because alice puts a grenade in dr isaac's coat and it like it's a small flesh wound so to one side of his body and on the other side is the vial of antivirus it does not harm that so does it end and just be like no we're done no no. i kid you not i'll try to quote it uh she's driving along because like she released the antivirus outside and right. it starts killing everything with T virus. Right. So hordes of zombies are just falling at her feet. Basically, Wait, shouldn't she 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 be dying? Yeah, you'd think, right? Um, or is it because she's the clone? She never had the T virus. They lied about it the entire time. No, no. Um, it just killed the T virus in her system. She's fine. Don't worry about it. Stop. I can hear you thinking of questioning this this fine gem of a movie, but it's it stop. You I'm know what's sad. What? Fast and the Furious has a better continuity, less cuts, and a more cohesive plotline. And they're being chased by a submarine in the next film. <laughs> okay, so hordes of zombies are falling at her feet, and they're like, she's like, 
the the virus was tra- transferred by people because people got on like planes. I'm putting it less eloquently, but she's like people got on planes within hours and were transferring it all over the world, which that's not how it happened. It's fine though. We're completely forgetting the second movie. But the antivirus is airborne, so it could take years to reach the whole uh, whole planet. And it see you see her driving along on a motorcycle as she does. Because motorcycles are her thing, apparently. I'm guessing that's like six cuts in and of itself. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and she goes, my name is Alice, and my story's not over yet. Oh my god! And you gosh. pan over, and there's those flying beasts from the last film. Right. Because clearly, the T-virus hasn't killed them yet. And it's like, okay, I, I will, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, and it ends. And I just sat there, and I was like, oh my god. I love this film series. Like, even as not amazing as the last one was with the giant facility in Russia and all the test environments. So let's talk about characters they just completely forgot existed. Right? Leon! Wait, was Leon in that one? Leon was in that one. I forget that movie entirely. The last one I remember was the prison facility. The prison facility. Okay. The prison, and then they had the giant El Gigante or whatever at the gate with yeah. the axe. Yeah. That's the last one I remember. Yeah. Um, they forget anybody else who survives except for Claire. They forget Jill even exists. Because... The end of the last film, it had Wesker and everybody standing on top of the White House and going, we're the last of humanity. The end of that, the beginning of this one, Alice is crawling out of a sewer and she's like, there's popula- there's pockets of humanity around the globe. And it's like, and the Red Queen tells her, in 48 hours, all humanity will be dead. And it's like, really? Um, okay. Like, if it was just the continuity, I'd be like, oh, okay. okay. Fine. They're like, it's entertaining, <clears throat> like. The fight scenes are cool. If if that editing was fine, the fight scenes are cool. You know, the editing was better. Yeah, I'd be like, you know what? So okay. this made Suicide Squad look like a masterpiece. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because at least you knew what was going on. There wasn't constant like whipping the camera around like an amateur vlogger, and the smash cuts where it's like, dude, we know you don't have a day job. You just sit around your house and record and on different pieces of furniture, hanging from the ceiling. It's fine. It's okay, PewDiePie. It's all right. Calm down. You don't need to go into cinema. Um, I get that. I think someone said, this, this film has more jump cuts than PewDiePie and Jenna Marbles combined. That's probably true. <laughs> and it's like, I wouldn't even drag their name. Like they For what they do, they're good. But it's like... Yeah. Come on, this is cinema. Like, you had millions of dollars to make a film. Yes. And you ruined it. It's like, I, I really think they have seven games now. They really just say, those movies, we're going to write them off as it's dumb. No, I, I completely, Let's reboot I, I, it. I completely I reboot it. I've heard they're possibly going to reboot it. Or they're talking about a television series. I can see a television series, but that but are would, they going to Walking Dead it? See, I think that's a problem. Yeah, I don't want anymore. Just I would just say here's just end it. Here's the video games. We're going to make a movies based on the video games. Yeah, and that's all it is going to be. And we're done here. No we run out of video games. We run out of movies. This was Wes that's Anderson. It. This is Wes Anderson creating a movie for his wife to act in. Wes Anderson is married to Mila Jovovich, isn't she? Yes, he is. She was also married to Luke Benson, who made seven films, but only put her in two. Wes Anderson has made seven films. She was in Fifth Element. Fifth Element, and what was the other one? I I think it was uh, Joan of Arc. Oh my god, I've... Okay, cool. And then Wes Anderson married her. And put her and in seven films. And put her in seven films. It's like, see how much I love you? This much. It's like, if, so, I, had, if I had the money and the time, I'd write a movie and say, my wife's the main actor. So, uh, but Derek, I don't think... That, no, you heard me. My wife is the main actor. So here's the thing. If they can't end this series, because then she'll just get a divorce. <laughs> I've heard that before. 
And it's like, oh, okay. Come, like, I like Mila Jovovich as an actor. Me too. Like, she, she's really good in Fifth Element. Yeah, like, for what she does, she's really good as Alice. Yeah. Like, there was campy dialogue throughout all the series, but as a character, like, I liked her character. She had a really interesting arc, and it would have been a really cool twist to make no, her a clone. Ab- absolutely. I was like, oh my gosh, that would have been really cool. But the more I sat on, the more I'm like, the editing really ruins that end for me. It's just like, I had to sit through that just to get there. All right, like, cool. Anyway. We've discussed that literally we a, for 30 minutes. Yeah, we have a top 10 countdown to do. Yes, we do. Which yes. is going to be way more pleasant than Resident Evil. Right. What did we say our top 10 was? Uh, top 10 action, or top 10 RPG heroes that are not necessarily the main character. Yes, and I will define that more, that it, they could be a main character, but they are not customizable. So that rules out the uh, the Dova King from Skyrim, Shepard from Mass Effect, yeah, anybody from Dragon Age. If you can customize it to look how you want, it's out. So no wandering, you know, wandering hero. Yeah, now I'm okay with, like, you can allocate upgrade points to these things. Yes, I'm okay because with that's that. called an RPG. Yeah. Cool. Okay, do you want to start? Uh, yes. Uh, I have, for my top ten, and these are from my favorite to my least favorite. I was going to go least to favorite. Yeah, Le- yeah that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, but that's not saying that they're, this is my, you know, I hate this person. It's just, you know. I had to come up, you had to be creative. I had to, you had to be creative. Okay. Lloyd from Tales of Symphonia. Okay, why? Because well, what what puts him on this list? He is the least cool and least interesting part of the of the Tales of Symphonia game, and that's what makes him the coolest. Oh, he just randomly has the sphere on the back of his hand mm-hmm. because his father, who's a dwarf, gave it to him because it was from his mother. Other than that, he's a human. Nice. He doesn't have mad like super magic powers. He's not even the best swordsman in the game. That goes to Kratos? Kratos? He's just that guy. He's just that guy. He is Colonel Rick Flag. <laughs> okay. He's basic. I mean, and that's why I like him. Because he's... He's not super ancient. He's not an ancient superpower. Yeah, he's not Colette, who's an angel. <clears throat> he's nice. not Genus, who's a wizard, or his sister, who's a super wizard, or a ninja. It's just, he's a dude who has swords. Get over it. Big deal. Nice. Yep. Okay, my number 10. Gobi from Breath of Fire. I could dig it. Okay, here's why. <laughs> from a mechanical standpoint, he is an awful character. Okay? He has a big fish transformation. Right. Only after you get the sphere. Only after you get the sphere. And his only spells are only usable underwater. He has no attack, basically no defense. So he has no point of being in the party, right? No, fusions. He- but he's literally he's go he joins the party to go up against a dragon god. He's in a team with a dragon, a mole person, a, an ox, an ancient wizard, a bird lady, and an ancient line of thieves that are not strictly human. And he's a fish guy who sucks. And he's still like, I, I I'll join the team, guys. I'll do my part. He joins a party to go take on a dragon god, and even though you never use him, he's there. He's there to provide the ability to, to transform into certain new modes. Yep. But he sucks on his own. Yep. That's why I put him on there. It's a good list. Nine. Balthier from Final Fantasy XII. The airship pirate, right? Yes. Okay. Th- and that's strictly why. He's an airship pirate. He is Han Solo who his Chewbacca is a bunny girl. And he's awesome for it. Because he's that suave pirate that the main character wants to be. That would be Van. Yeah. And he's just like, I do what I want. (laughs) Whatever. I don't even care. (laughs) Come at me, bro. And plus he uses guns. In this world where I'm like, I have a sword, I have a staff, I have a gun. (laughs) Sorry. He's literally Indiana Jones. He's Indiana Jones meets Han Solo. It's a love letter to Harrison Ford. Like, I really think at some point he growls, get off my airship. (laughs) Get off my airship. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Number nine for me. Right. Edgar from Final Fantasy VI. And this was literally a toss-up. 
right. between Saban. Because they're the two twin brother, the brothers of the uh, Figaro Castle. Yep. And he literally, he has a kingdom. But he and his brother would have to split it. But he's like, no, I'll be the king. You can go do what you want. He does it because of a coin toss. That yes. I am thoroughly convinced he rigged. Because he knew his brother did not want to rule. Yeah. He knew his brother didn't want to rule and wanted to go be a martial art. He wanted to go be Goku in the mountains. Yes. And he was like, okay, I'll let my brother do what he wants. And I'll basically take one for the team. Yeah. So and that's really I, cool for it because especially you solve the uh, Zozo clock puzzle, you get the chainsaw. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you're pretty cool, man. Like, you run a kingdom, and you're like, no, I'm, I run a kingdom. Yeah, I, I, I play nice with the empire, but you know, I'm really for the returners. Yeah. So I that's why that I game. really liked him. I love that game. Me too. I really had to be careful not to put like seven of the characters on here. Right. <laughs> uh, number eight for me is uh, Geralt from The Witcher. Oh, I've never played The Witcher series. Tell me why. Um, why you've not played the Witcher series? No, because apparently I hate bad, good games, right? No, I would say that Geralt is, is a gruff hero that you just, I don't know. It's hard to describe why he's cool in the fact of he just goes and does cool things. He, I mean, very beginning of the third one, he fights off a griffin just because it shows up. Nice. He, there, he's a hu- normal human being, but through ancient magic and alchemy became like a superhuman nice yeah and he has like witcher vision and it's like the witcher series horribly m-rated games but they're fun games (laughs) they are fun i love every bit about that about those games except for the cutscenes. there you go and in that point like i still have not gotten past like really the big first hurdle of that game because i'm just like Ooh, look, a bush over there. I'm going to go wander over there. <laughs> nice. It's like, why am I dying? Oh, yeah, because I don't haven't had a chance to upgrade my mid stuff. Nice. Number eight, Bowser. Super Mario RPG. I like it. Uh, he loses his kingdom and fights for another kingdom. The Mushroom Kingdom. He fights against, he fights with his enemy to fight his enemy. So it's literally the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes. And that happens to be Mario. Yeah. And it's like, that's cool. Like, never before did you see, like, Mario and Bowser on the same team, save for sports games. Yes. And Mario Kart. That would be considered a sport game. It's a racing. That's true. If we consider racing a sport. Yeah. Which Which I personally don't. (laughs) Which we don't. (laughs) Which we don't. I don't. Yeah. What about your number seven? Number seven. Magus from Chrono Trigger. Ooh. I I picked him because he is the antithesis of Chrono. I wanted to pick Chrono, but he's silent. So, yeah. And, you know, he's not customizable, but I'm like, uh, you can really put yourself in Chrono's shoes. Cause he doesn't he, say anything. He falls in that line of silent protagonists. Yeah. So I'm like, um, I'm going to go with Magus. I almost picked Magus, and I'll tell you why I didn't. Why didn't you? All he wants is revenge. And that's why I like him. That's why I don't like him. He joins the party because of selfishness selfishness he wants to beat lavos and he sees the party as the best way to beat lavos i say he i mean he's selfish yes but he also just wants to see his sister back if you play the ds remakes of it okay I'll, he's I'll hunting for his sister i'll give you that who you know shala who disappears in the ocean temple okay i'll give it i'll, I'll concede that one and that kicks off the events of chrono cross yes yes for number seven i have the bard from the bard's tale I love that series. <laughs> because he's not a hero. No. He's, like, the first action you do is you go kill a giant rat in a bar just to get with the barkeep. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're clearly not a hero. You're constantly raiding people's chests and you're taking all their stuff. And, like, they're they're very self-aware of that in the game and... Talking about how you released the ancient evil just because you were trying to chase after the pretty girl. Yeah. So it's like, you're not the hero that everyone needs, but you're the hero that's going to help them. I really wish that game was re-released on, like, Xbox or something. I have it on my Android. Me too. Me too. It's a fun game. Yes, it is. My number six is Blue from Breath of Fire. Okay, why? Ancient Snake Lady, man. That you... (laughs) I mean, you can conceivably 
not know where you're going when it's coming to recruiting Blue. Yeah. It's like they just hint at it. It's back in the old SNES Are you talking about Blue from Breath of Fire? One or two? I'm going to go with the series. Okay, because in one, you pretty much have to do it. Yes. In two, she's completely missable. Yes. Uh, But two, I liked it, but it... Like, her character in one just shines. Yeah. Because she's an ancient wizard. She's the ancient wizard you're talking about. And she has some of the most powerful spells in the game. Yeah. Besides the, uh, you know, not Agni. Yeah, what? Agni. It was the Agni dragon spell. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, she has some of the most powerful spells, you know, offense spells, because Nina had healing spells. Yeah. Uh, Ox had... His strength. He was yep. a tank. And Bo was... He was an art. He had like light black magic, but he was an archer mostly. Yeah. He was nimble. Karn was a thief and yep. could fuse. And Gobi was Gobi, who you discussed. Yeah. Yeah. So Blue, Ancient Wizard. Gotta go with the wizard. Okay. So I think we chose our lists for two different reasons. Number six, Yangus from Dragon Quest Eight. I'll tell you, one of my runner ups was Jessica from Dragon Quest Eight. Okay. Why was Jessica your runner up? Uh because I really like her character. Okay, fair uh, Because she leaves her town of Alexandria to get revenge on Domagus for her brother. Okay. And so, it's just really cool. I chose Yangus because he's just a street ruffian. He's a thug. Mm-hmm. And he joins this party to, for whatever his reasons are. I'll tell you that reason, because I've been playing Dragon Quest Eight recently. Okay. Um, he joined the Govna because he more or less just saved him from himself. Okay. Fair enough. I won't spoil that because it is kind of a plot point in Dragon Quest Eight. I just liked him just because he doesn't... He's not like a... He's high attack, too. He's not a highfalutin hero. He's literally just a reformed thief. Yeah. And he joins up to face an evil wizard and be righteous. Yes. So, I just liked him for that. Number five for me was Tali from Mass Effect. Okay. I picked Tali because I love Tali. Tali's awesome. Um, she is a whiz at knowing how the Normandy works. I think at some point she knows it better than most of the engineers because she is a quarian and her life has been on the flotilla repairing and working on ships. So the idea that this massive, you know, ship that has the cutting edge technology of all of the Citadel, that's kind of impressive. And hmm. that she has one of the most... She's the most passionate about what she does, and that's working on the engines and stuff like that. And that shines through her character because she's dedicated to the cause and the mission. Okay. And the end, what could be the end of her arc in Mass Effect 3 is just so heartbreaking. I've not played any of them. You either have to choose, it's an old game, so I'm going to spoil it. You either have to choose between the Geth, keeping them on your side, or all the Quarians. And if you choose the Geth, Tali will literally jump off a cliff to her death. Out of, like, drama or... Out of, I can't believe... This is our ancient enemy. Wow. I can't believe you would choose our enemy when I've been on your side. The Quarians have been on your side. They have believed in you since day one. And you have chosen our enemy. Huh. Our friendship meant nothing. And she just jumps off. Huh. Because at that point, the corns are going to die. Because no one is giving them support. That their their colony is just going to cease to exist. Hmm. I've not, I've not played any of them. So. Yeah. But if you do have a good enough uh, reputation with both of them, you can actually get both of them to survive and join your team. Nice. Yes. My number five was Sora from Kingdom Hearts. You- Voiced by Haley Joe Osment. Yeah, not the reason I chose him. Um... um my- <laughs> It's it's the shoes, isn't it? Yeah, it's the giant size 24s. Um, for me, it was like, he has no idea what's going on in this world. Neither do I, actually. Yeah, no one does. Are Kingdom Hearts 2.8.5.7. What? Are you going to get that one? Final it- remix. Are you going to get it? No. Uh, 1.5 and 2.5 is coming as a bundle to PS4 soon. I'll probably just wait. I mean, here's the thing. I would go ahead and, when they come out, go ahead and get it. Because then whenever uh, Mass Effect 3, Kingdom Hearts 3 3 is released... I'm I'm pretty sure my daughter will be playing that brand new. Right. (laughs) I totally agree with that. Uh, I've been waiting for that game for so long. Since they they announced it in 2012. Yeah. 
so long. No. Well, I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3 was... It was it, it, 2 ended in such a way that it was like, oh, okay. No, I, mean, I remember uh, when I was living on my buddy's couch, seeing the trailer for it, and it had the swinging ship. And they announced it, that yeah. it was going to be a thing. And the first trailer was 14... Yeah. When they had the saucers and the Rapunzel's Tower and all that. Yeah. So I'm why a... did you pick Sora? I just picked him because he has no idea what's going on in the world, and yet he's okay with going along with it. Like, he meets Donald and Goofy, and I was like, I just want to save my friends. That's all he wants. he's more concerned about saving Riku than he wants Kyrie. Yeah. He was... He, I always got it, like... He knew that Kyrie could take care of himself, but he was worried about Riku going to the dark side. Yeah, because he had that dark side in him. Yeah, he was somebody's nobody or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think the writers knew what they were doing either. No. Um, but that's why I like him is he doesn't know what's going on, but he just wants to save his friends and is like, okay, I'll do what I have to to save them. And if that means saving all of these other worlds, I'll do it. Then so be it. He's not a, He's not an intentional hero. He's not going to go save, you know, the... The... Uh, the Wabbit. The, yeah, the... Alice in Wonderland world, or Tarzan, Deep Jungle, all he's doing is just trying to save his friends, and he just inadvertently saves worlds in the end. Yeah. So, that's why I liked him. I have the sprite from Secret Mana. Okay. Uh, It was really tossed between the sprite and the girl. Okay. Uh, I chose the sprite because, one, offense magic. Heck yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Two, I like his story arc. He starts off as a mischievous sprite. And then just slowly evolves into this grand wizard, really. Yeah. And he dies. Yeah, I was going to say, he dies at the end, doesn't he? Yep, because uh, once you defeat the mana beast, mana was removed from the world for a short while, and the sprite thrives on mana. Sad. I never finished that game. We need to We need to play it together. We do. Number four, Surge from Chrono Cross. You mentioned Chrono Cross earlier. I liked him and put him on this list because he's literally out of his own time. Yeah. I see I chose characters for different reasons than you did. Yeah. He's, I chose them for the right reasons though. <laughs> he's literally a character out of time. Yeah. He 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 goes to the beach and he's like, "Oh, whatever." He gets hit with this time wave or some sort of thing. I really need to play through that game again. Yeah. And he's sent to a different world where he's dead and nobody knows him. So it's like everybody who he knows and loves doesn't know him. So it's like as a as a hero that's He's not just saving people who love him. He's saving people who doesn't who know who, him, who he loves, but who doesn't even know him. Yeah, I dig so, it. That's why I like it. Number three. Uh, I mean, I'm probably going to say a lot of things wrong, and you can definitely tweet me at uh, at un- president underscore Doug to tell me that I suck because you suck. Yeah. I'll first and before. My number three is Illidan from the Warcraft series. Okay. I like him because of his, he starts off very, almost the same as his brother, uh, Malfurion, Stormrage. And they both have this thing for, um... Tarandi? Tarandi. Whispermoon, I think, is her last name. And he starts diverging into the path of using darker and darker magic. As you do. As one does to try to impress women. That's how I impress my fiance. I'm like, uh, hey. Hot tip from Gaming and Chill. If you want to impress the, impress all the girls, get into demon magic. Yeah. Consume lots of demon blood. Exactly. And then he becomes one of the first demon hunters. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, he at one point he's imprisoned for like centuries and millennia. Which and is then they centuries realize, or millennia? Uh, well, I mean, a millennia is a collection of centuries, so technically I'm not wrong. It's just in. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong. And they realize, crap, we kind of need him. <laughs> and so they have to do this, like, Tarande breaks him out. It's like, alright, we can't tell your brother who's the first person they run into. His brother. <laughs> He's like, how dare you let my brother out? And she's like, we need him to survive. Kill Jaden, tore down the world tree. And then he becomes king of the Naga. Nice. And then he sides with um what's uh what's the blood what's the prince? Kelthalos. Oh, Kelthalos. Yeah. And then they just kind of do that whole journey and it's really cool. Cool. They free the Draenei and things like that. Cool story, bro. Yeah. 
Right? Okay. This is going to be a long shot. Number three. Taya from Final, from Lufia 2. Do you know who she is? You actually had to explain to me who she was before we started the show. Okay. But and when you explained it, I remember her now. In Lufia 2, your character Maxim originally has a girlfriend, Taya, who runs the shop. Right. For a little while, she joins you on your fight. And then around the time you get Selena, the battle wizard, she's like, hey, um, you know, this saving the world business is uh, a little bit over my head. Um, and I can't, I can't be a good girlfriend and just leave my boyfriend here, uh, to save the world by himself. Um, so we're no longer going out and I'm going to go run my shop. Okay. Have fun. Bye. And while that sounds horrible as a kid, as an adult, it's like she knew what she was about. She made the decision. She wasn't like, I'll do it for him. It's like, no, I'm doing this for me. This is above me, but I can't just leave him as as a as a girlfriend. I wouldn't leave him, so I I'm gonna have to tell everyone that I'm not. She loved him enough to say, "You need to do what you're meant to do," but this isn't meant for me. Yeah, and I can't hold you back because by me, if I said I'm not interested in doing this, this isn't my destiny. I know you wouldn't fulfill your destiny, so I need to leave you. Yeah. I know, as an adult, I'm like, that's actually the high road. Yeah. She knew what she was about, and she followed it. She knew what he was about, and she let him follow that and didn't hold him back. Yeah. So, as, as an adult, I'm like, that's a good story. It's a good character. It. Everybody goes in different roads. Like, she was fulfilling her destiny. He was fulfilling hers. Whose destiny was greater? Neither. They're both doing their destiny. Guys. <laughs> Guys. Guys. Okay. My number two is Gino from... Super Mario RPG. <laughs> it's a me. It's a me, a Mario. Um, Why? Because he is from the Star Road. He's doing his job, protecting the stars. Okay. That's really about it, because he's not given a lot of personality. But he's just there to protect the stars, and he has some really super awesome attacks. Okay. I'll, I can take it. Yeah. My number two is Pooh from Earthbound. Is it Pooh or Poe? It is spelled poo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I chose him because he is literally the prince of a country that right. is far flung from all of humanity. Right. And yet he chooses to go and slum it with Ness and the crew and go stay in hotels and battle monsters and swim through filth and the mud and muck of, you know, deep dark. And he doesn't have to. Yeah, he really does not. He didn't He didn't have to do that, but he did because that was his calling. He could have just said, I'm the prince. I'm not doing that. See ya. Right. He had no dog in that fight. Literally. Yeah. Whereas Ness did. That was nice. my reason. Nice. Uh, well, before I hit my number one, I have a runner-up. Okay. Marche from Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Not going to tell you why. Because he's runner-up. He don't get no notification. My number one, Sally's Final Fantasy VI. Okay. I really like how they introduce her as, you know, she's working for the Empire. She's who Terra was supposed to be. That is not how they introduce her, though. They, in, I mean, they, that's her backstory. Yep. They introduce her, I believe it's un, in one of the dungeons underneath the city. Is yep. That, yep. Keep going. And, um... As a kid, I always thought they were just she was chained up long. They're just gonna beat her up. Play that as an adult, and it takes on a very different meaning. Yes, it does. Like I watched that recently. I'm like, oh god, oh, how did I not get that? It is, yeah, it's pretty dark for that game. Yeah, like that current game did a lot of dark things. And that was that pretty dark. Was dark. No, I totally get that. I watched that recently. I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> whoa. That went right over my head. And she just goes on to, frankly, kick ass throughout the rest of the game. Her yeah. runic blade. That's the only way, I think, to defeat uh, Fumba. Yeah. And she starts... Only legitimate up, way. Yeah. And she starts up the world of Ruin. That's the first character you, you know, play as. Yeah. And you collect all of her, 
you know, friends. And like I said, that's why I say she's who Tara was supposed to be. Yeah. But they couldn't control Tara because she was, I want to I'm going to say Mary's daughter. It, in the game, it was Madonna. But if you know your church lore, the Madonna is Mary. Yeah. So it yeah. just sounds weird to say Madonna was her mom. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's just, Sally's was a girl who had magic. Yeah. They didn't give her some elaborate backstory of, she's one of the espers. No, she's literally born into a, you know, mage family. Yeah, I get it. I can dig yeah. it. Yeah. And then she becomes this love interest for Locke, when you thought the entire game that Locke was going to fall for Tara. Yeah. Tara ends up, I think, alone. If you play uh, the end I of the game. I think so. Yeah. Her and Sally's and Locke go together. Sabin kind of just does his own thing. Edgar does his own thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right about that. They identify that Realm and uh, Shadow are related, that he's her dad. Yeah. And that's why him and... Um, Strago. Strago. Don't, get, don't along. get along. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that was my favorites. Number one, and then I have an honorable mention. All right, let's let's hear honorable mention. I would actually rather like to do all my honorable mention next because it strictly doesn't fit the list. Right, but it is an honorable mention. All right, number one, Ayla Isla from Chrono Trigger. Yes, literally a character who did not have to join the party. Joined the party. Joined the party. She goes and goes and fights robots, things that she can't even comprehend. You know what's interesting about Isla in the original translation of the game? What's that? Isla's bisexual. Really? Yeah. In the original translation, after you show up at the Singing Mountain... Oh, that's right. She She's like, oh, I just... Uh, for strong people. She doesn't say... Uh, in the English Wolseley translations, respect. In the originals, I like. When Chrono, she's like... She sees Chrono beat the bad guy. She's like, I like Chrono. Ayla likes strong men. And then Luca says something, and she goes... Ayla also like strong women. And it's like, oh. Didn't make it in the in the English, did it? Wolsey translations, I respect strong men. And women. And something. And then Luca gets flustered over something else. That's right. So interesting. I, I found that really interesting. Especially, like, back in the day when that was released. That was kind of a big thing. That, that they had to censor that. Yeah. And now that could happen. Yeah, you know, Mass Effect, you can romance the, a person, oh, an alien of the same presumed gender, because I don't presume no alien's gender. Exactly. Um, <laughs> hashtag, don't presume that alien's gender. But no, I really liked her, because, like, she knew that she didn't have to. They said they came from the future, many, many days from now. Yes. So, at that point, she didn't even have to join. She could have just said, well, she, not well, my she problem. Had to save her daughter. Oh, her daughter's 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 daughter. No, daughter's she daughter. didn't have to. Her well, daughter's she... daughter's daughter. Her grand, her her aunts, her descendants were safe. Well, actually, technically, yes, she did. Because if Chrono and the gang had not helped her fight in the Tyranno Fortress, but she I mean, once gotten killed from Lavos. Once all that, no. Once all that, uh, she could have just said, "My people are safe now. We'll we'll figure it out." So I think she would have died off because of she would. Maybe, but her lineage would have continued. No, she she wasn't. She didn't have. Uh, she wasn't married, or she hadn't been with Kino yet. But if you think about it from a giant timeline, right? Chrono and Chrono and all weren't there the first time it happened. Yes, they were. I will say yes, they were. Oh, time and travel! We not talk we're about not going to do time travel. No, hey, you want you want to do time travel next week? Top ten no. time travel games and anime. That's a really really like convoluted list. <laughs> Let's do that last week. <laughs> No, no, well, let's just do a time travel. That's it. We're going back and then replay the first episode. Right? <laughs> that would actually be really cool. That'd be funny. Um, so, yeah, Isla. Now, my honorable mention. It didn't strictly fit the list. Right. And you'll see why. The Toad from Battletoads. No. Every playable character in an MMORPG. That's a customizable hero. I know. That's why I said it didn't fit the list. Because let's think about it. Your character has no need to do anything. Every other character. Do anyway. 
Yeah. You could go and just go play around and go kill squirrels for infinity and beyond. We're going to go farm, fight boars. <laughs> exactly, for three and a half days. Yep. But you go along with the main story and inevitably go up against an empire, a kingdom, a giant army of a demons, god. a god. Multiple and you end gods. up owning it. Yeah. So every playable character from uh, every no every uh, MMORPG known to man. Yes, that's my honorable mention. Yes. So anything, any honorable mentions you have? Any just, other honorable mentions? I should say. Nope, that's about it. Outstanding. So if you want to tweet at us, you can use our Twitter handle at Gaming and Chill. There's an underscore between the Gaming and in underscore Chill. Instagram is Gaming and Chill Podcast. We do have a Facebook you can follow. And if you wouldn't mind, would you kindly please leave us a uh, review and comment on iTunes and the Google Play Store. And uh, tune in next week for Top 10 Anime Weapons. Yes. Along with other gaming anime news. So, until then, have a good one. Have a good day. Mm-hmm.